We recognise the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their continuing connection to land, sea and community. We are inspired by their role as custodians to stories for millennia and pay respect to our elders, past and present. Welcome to River to Reef. I'm Sam Thiday, a proud cool gull gull man from the Torres Strait, and I'm thrilled to embark on this journey with you through the stories that shape the Indigenous education landscape at Australian Catholic University. ACU is known for its commitment to fostering inclusivity and diversity and has long been a nurturing ground for Indigenous talent, scholarship and leadership. Yeah, I think I just love the opportunities it gives me. I feel like I get a lot of support being in the Indigenous program. For me, it's the free parking. (laughs) Yes, ACU does have free parking in some campuses. Over the next 10 episodes, I'm going to delve into the heart of ACU and yarn about the experiences, challenges and triumphs of Indigenous students, faculty and staff. And they build that trust in us, so then we sort of become, I guess, like family. It's because I felt I could make a a larger difference. We'll have candid conversations with Indigenous students, academics, alumni and community members who have played a vital role in nurturing Indigenous futures ACU is leading in this space. We'll explore the unique journeys, the lessons they have learnt and the innovative approaches they're taking to empower Indigenous learning. So let's get into it. In this episode, Away From Base is something you hear a lot on this podcast series. So what is Away From Base? How about we get Fiona, Manager of First Nations Peoples at ACU to explain. For our regional remote students, we do have a program, the Away From Base program, so where they can stay in their community, study, and then come through on a residential four times a year to have an intensive. Now in that time when they're here, they get a campus experience Mm. and it's really important you get the services of the library, you've got some cultural component as well and it's usually specific to that campus that you're at so you understand the surroundings that you're in but it's also a time for us to learn how to better support you coming from different regions maybe Torres Strait WA wherever it is you'll have a different need yeah so let's talk about it so it's a one-on-one conversation to better support you there already set frameworks and processes for you in the cultural component and your academic but there could be something else and we don't know that until we ourselves make the effort to learn from you. So it's a learning situation between the students, prospective students and us. Goes both ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We don't know everything and nor should we. Yeah. <laughs> nor should we. If there's a, a young kid sitting at home now watching this or someone who's a little bit older, can you explain the away from base option that is available at ACU? So the Away From Base program, we offer the Bachelor of Education Primary and the Diploma program to get into that Bachelor and also the Bachelor of Business Administration, two different courses. And it's exactly what the on-campus students study, but it gives people who live in community the opportunity to still work Mm. and then study at the same time. It's good for mob back home. They get to, you know, still have their jobs, they look after family and then they come and we look after them while they're here and they go home and, you know, life goes on. They're still students in that they do all the assessments, but I guess it's just different for them, but 
it's like a different experience, but it's still the same. And for some people, that's a massive chance opportunity to stay within community because they might be looking after elderly grandparents. They might be looking Absolutely. after young kids themselves. There are a lot of options there, isn't there? Yeah, and um, leaving home for studies is a big deal. So mm. coming for that one week, it's good. They come for the week, they do their uni work and they go home. We've got a couple of very specific tailored programs, away from base programs, that recognise the importance of being on country, being on community, family responsibilities, so you're not expected to come to campus. It's another option. It mm. works for some students. You come to a residential four times a year and you do some online learning as well. Students are supported through that. It's a government program that supports travel as well, travel and accommodation of those students who are app study eligible. Let's give you a real life example of how Away From Base can work. My name's Katrina Bon. I'm from Thursday Island and I'm studying Bachelor of Midwifery. Those before days, this is where we go out and collect food to survive. Now for yourself, studying midwifery. Talk me through the process of wanting to study that and how's it all going? Yeah, my mum said from when I was five years old, I've always wanted to be a midwife. I don't know, like, you know, growing up in the community and that you're always Look raising kids. other kids. Yeah. And it was always me with everyone's babies from small. And I'd grow them up and, you know, like everyone, all my sisters who went into labour, I'd be like, can I go in with you? And... <laughs> I don't know, I was just always interested in, yeah, that pregnancy, birth. Yeah. And then I guess from there I started working in a school as a welfare officer and I just saw, like, those kids who came from families that they drink and smoke and you just see, like, them kids, they struggled with their schooling and that. And I thought if I could get in and help earlier, like, early intervention, help them mothers while they're pregnant and understand, educate them about healthy pregnancies, then, I don't know, maybe the outcome will improve later on down the track. I don't know. Before we talk to Katrina about her studies, let's see what life is like on Thursday Island. Say it up to me. Born and raised in the Torres Strait, what's it like living there and growing up there? It's very family orientated. Everything is about family up there. It's very slow. We've only got one supermarket and everything is more expensive, I think, because... um. I can't say the word. Swiss Swift. Which can you say? Swiss Swift. The boat, the barge oh, that yeah, comes yeah, up. Oh, yeah, the barge, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because when fuel rises, everything goes up with that because that's the only way we can get our kai kai come, and that. comes from cans. Yeah. yeah, and when we do get our fruit and veggie, it's like old, old stale and like our bok choy is flat and yeah, apples are soft. <laughs> the fruit and veggie isn't really good and everything's just more expensive. The cost of living is double. Like normal milk, we pay $9 for a three liter up there. A loaf of bread up there is $8.50. Especially having a big family too, like $500 a fortnight. That's one week shopping. And then, but we got the advantage of living off the sea too. So like we buy all our groceries and that, but then we can go hunting and that for me. So turtle, jugon, fish. I don't like stingray. I hate mampus. <laughs> Octopus, every sea animal. Yeah. Crayfish, I love crayfish. My husband used to dive crayfish yeah, before I had all our kids. And It's very laid back. It's, it's very laid back. Not much opportunities, especially for our kids. Like I think the only thing is football up there that's becoming, there's a lot more support in that. The schooling's not great. 
school attendance and that. Having a lot of family living in the Torres Strait mm. myself personally, a lot of kids and families move away from the Torres Strait to further education yeah, yeah. or for further education. Yeah, for better so, opportunities and all of that. Mm. So why has it been brilliant to find a program like ACU has where you can study abroad? It gives um, you that chance to stay in community? Yeah, stay it with does. Family. Stay with family, stay yeah. well, where my Aka and Ate and everyone's there to help me. And yeah, I just get a lot more support living in my community with my people and still being able to study the online component of your studies is the process easy is it easy to log on is it easy to get the classes done yeah and i've had heaps of support from michelle so she's one of the lecturers that based down in wimala She's helped heaps. Any questions we have and then can we just ask her? You speak the way you speak, that's it. (laughs) I understand, so it's all right. (laughs) The support that ACU gives you, have you studied anywhere else in the past and how is ACU better? I've never studied anywhere, like first time studying and yeah, ACU just helps with everything. So because I can't do my placements on TI, like Thursday Island, you can't get any complex pregnancies and that. So they fly me to Cairns and they help me with accommodation and meal allowance and all of that because I have to leave my home to go down here. How did you hear about ACU? I was pregnant with my last baby and one of the girls from ACU, she delivered my boy. I was asking her questions about it and that and I thought I'd look at it. Growing up my kids, I thought, oh, nothing to do. Stay at home, yeah. Looked online, found it, found that there was an Indigenous program because I'm scared because like the Anasab talk English properly and that. So I thought they'd understand. My biggest fear was studying with English being my second language. What is the best thing about being a student here at ACU? I get a lot of support being in the Indigenous program like and there being an Indigenous program here at ACU. Now you're also part of the AFB program, away from base, studying. So you study from home, yep. but then come onto campus every now and then for study blocks. How is it being able to be at home and being able to study at the same time? I've got four kids at home, no daycare. My husband, he works full time, so he's never at home. I just found a routine that fits for my family, like in between school runs, putting my kids to sleep. Then I normally study from about nine o'clock till two, three in the morning. I've been doing that right through. You must really look forward then to coming down to Brisbane to the ACU campus here. Yeah, I do. Did you get a break? Yeah, I do get a break. It's a fantastic opportunity. It is. And it's time to unwind and... Like, I can get a lot more study in when I'm down for this week. Like Apart from having a, a small break from the kids, what's the best thing about coming to Brisbane and doing a study block? <laughs> the shopping. So <laughs> they normally fly you home on a Friday and Thursday night is late night shopping. And, like, we don't have shops up on TI. And, like, we've got one shop, but everything is expensive and dry. Like, it's not a good shop. <laughs> and, yeah, just shopping, going Kmart, buying stuff for my kids socks like little things like that don't look at me I don't got socks on now but yeah <laughs> yeah you almost finished your mm. midwifery studies what's next yeah I've got to move away from home to do my graduate program so in 2025 I'll be doing a graduate program next year most of my placement will be in Kent so I'll have to be away from my kids for a long time so I'm thinking of just moving down to Kent next year doing my placement, then doing my graduate program in Cairns, and then I want to go back to the community and work. But I want to make sure that I'm the best I can be before I go back and give back to my community. 
Like I want to make sure I know everything before I go back. How many babies have you delivered so far? I've delivered five, five births. That's five closer to the end. So. 25 to go. Yeah, 25 to go. Yeah. Countdown is on. <laughs> Helping someone bring new life into the world, mm. how does that make you feel? Oh, I still cry. I do. I cry every time. Like I pass the baby to the <laughs> mum with tears and I looked to the, a midwife the other day. I said, does this ever stop? And she's like, no, you get over it. I'm like, I don't think I will. Like it's such a special moment and I don't know, me being a Christian, I just think it's God's gift and I'm gifting it. I'm grateful that I'm there too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know and understand that love that a mum has yeah, yeah, immediately for a child yep. and you get yeah. to be a part of that gift. Yeah, I do. And it's something quite special. And just seeing that bond between that mother and that baby, that first, it's there when they're pregnant too, but as soon as you hold that baby, yeah, there's a different kind of love. Len is also someone who studies away from base. Len is a mature age student, which just proves it's never too late to get a qualification. As an older gentleman <laughs> going to university, what was the thing that scared you the most? I'm 53 years old, like, and I'm, I'm proud to say that. <laughs> that's good. But um, for me, it was, can I do it? Like, that's the big thing. Being at a certain age in life, you get to a certain age in life and you think to yourself, you know, do I really want to do this? And pretty well start all over. Where I'm successful at something, should I just stick to that? Yeah. But I think doing what I'm doing, I can make a difference with some of the stuff that I can bring into the schools. Like back home, you've got, you know, kids from kindy to year six that see an Aboriginal man working in the schools, helping out. You know, I could be filling in for, for one of the teachers that's away. And to get some of these boys from some of the missions come into school, like could be year three or four, and to see me standing up the front, just the look that they give you, it's enough to make you want to come back every day. Warren Jody Gunya got a gin. There is a big hole there in a lot of those young Indigenous boys and girls' lives having a positive male role model. So why is it important to see more older Indigenous men especially become teachers in schools? Look, there's a lot of men out there. Look, I know a lot of guys around my age from home, different communities that you could actually see as, as leaders, as teachers. For me, it's like I want to make a difference. I want to see in schools where we're not trying to make it them and us, you know, separate kids. I grew up with mates that are non-Indigenous and they were always mates and they're still mates today. As you get older, people tend to separate you. So I try and bring that back into schools where that's your mate, I'm your teacher, colour doesn't separate us. At the end of the day, I want to make a difference. I want to get some stuff in there that teachers are actually teaching non-Indigenous kids about our way of life, our culture yeah. and our history. At the start, I was a little bit, I guess you could say, standoffish. The only reason for that was because it was an unknown thing, like having a trade or a building background to come from one into something like teaching or studying to be a teacher. For me, that was like the point where you go, do I really want to do this? Yeah. But then to think about some of those apprentices I had come through and to see them sort of, or pre-apprentices I should say, but then to see them not want to go back into schools, for me it looked like it was them taking the easy way out. Yeah. We all set up a little bit of a background here. Father, two kids, you're 21 years of age, plus 21. Um, 
Came from a plumbing background, owned your own business as a plumber, and then decided to do some further study and become a teacher. Why did you want to become a teacher and do some further studies yourself? It wasn't a hard choice to see some of the kids. Like, I grew up on Cabbage Tree Island. Like, I went to school on Cabbage Tree Island. And to see what some of those kids have gone through, like being relocated from their community, their school, pretty much being locked out of their community. And to see some of those older kids go through to high school, but then don't know if they just fall through the cracks or just not have that support there in schools. For me, that was where I thought, well, you know, after being successful at my plumbing business, I thought I could do something a little bit more just to give back to my community, which is why I took on primary school teaching. Now, uh, studying off campus, there is a lot of online study. Does that give you that opportunity to balance having two kids, that work-study balance? Yeah, the Away From Base program, it actually suits myself and a lot of others that I know that are doing the program. We get the support we need, and that's financial as well. But just to be home, to actually study while you're at home and to have those familiar faces, to have those connections with people that, you know, if you need support, they're there. And even when you're on campus, we've got that support as well. So that makes life easy for me. What does that support look like? <laughs> Just the staff they have, most of the staff actually they're students or students that you know have gone through the system. Yep. And that makes a difference because you can get some feedback from those guys. The support networks there and the way they explain things, it just makes life for us older people easier because we know who to speak to and what support's there. When you head down to Strathfield campus, where do you stay? The places are great. Like We stay at Westfield Parramatta, 100 metres away from Westfield. So it's close to train, it's close to, you know, if we need to go and get food or we want to have a look around or we want to go out as a group and just sit down and have a, have a meal, yeah. Yeah, coffee, yeah, yeah. We, we can. Yeah. And that's the good thing about it. They don't put you up in a place where it's too far away to, I guess, transport, public transport. It's always 50 to 100 metres walk. Like if we need a train, it's 100 metres away to hop on the train. So as far as accommodation and where they put you up, like you really can't fault it. Like it's, yeah, everything's close, everything's handy. Does it make it easier being with a group, especially if you're from a small community, never travelled on public transport, on a train, on a bus service in some of these big cities because that can be hairy and scary in itself, can't it? Opal cards. I yeah. actually never knew what an opal card was. <laughs> like to, to get on a train, to tap a card. and like First day we hopped off the plane there at Sydney because we all fly down different times, different hours, but hop off the train. I go, all right, I'll catch the train. I'm thinking, where do I go to catch the train? So you follow the signs you get down there and then you've got to tap a card to get in. I'm thinking, I don't have a card. Yeah. But um, it's just finding out all these things. But after you get to ACU, they make you aware of how to do things. I mean, I guess you know, growing up old school, living in the country, I guess it's something new. Like you learn something new every time you go down, whether it's an Opal card or Uber Eats. Actually, I got free Uber Eats last time I was there. It wasn't my name, but I took it. <laughs> It's called Lucky Dip. I love that. It was. Yeah. Every trip's a learning curve for us. Like whether it's a new motel or a new location, it's just getting around to all these different places as a group. I guess we sort of laugh and have a joke about it, but we always end up at the right place at the right time. It's an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> as a 50-year-old bloke, Len is not just having an adventure. He is inspiring his own children and community. Two kids. You've got a daughter in year 12 and a... Son in grade eight, your daughter, she's almost finished high school. What conversations have you had with her about further education and why is she going to choose ACU? I'll throw in a funny one first because she's in a final year, year 12. So she's got, I think, two exams left. And then this Friday, they got their formal. 
last Friday night, her and a few of her friends went to Byron Bay and she was driving, which was good. I knew she was driving, so I didn't have to worry about her getting up to anything she shouldn't. But we sat up, as parents do, waiting for him to come home. And she was home by 11.30, which was good. But um, I had in the back of my mind, should I ask her, does she drink and drive? Because as a parent, this is, I don't know if everyone else is the same, but this is something I thought, oh, I've got to ask. But I didn't. I left it till the following morning. And I asked her then and she looked at me and said, Dad, she said, do you think I'm that silly? So as a parent, seeing your kid moulding your child mm. into the person that you want her to be or want them to be, for me is a big thing. And my son, who's 14 in year eight, he just rolls off the back of whatever it is I'm doing. I love riding, I love running, I love swimming. And if I'm running, he's running with me. Yeah. And if I'm swimming, he's swimming with me. We could say a lot of things about you know Aboriginal families and, and wanting to see their kids succeed, but I think it all starts from home. That's a big thing for me. I guess you know you lead by example. You lead with your own kids, and then hopefully other kids can see that. Len is another inspiring story. So I'm sure you're sick and tired of hearing me. So let's get Len's pitch on why you should study at ACU. Are you the prime example of? It's hard. But it's also easy. You just got to set up a bit of a routine. It is, and like you said, you've got to have a routine. I take that time out to do my stuff. Being retired from sport, you've got to have that routine. Doesn't matter what you do in life, you've got to have some time where it's your time. That helps me a lot because I can focus. And to be honest, like I suffer from anxiety. So to come into something like this, sometimes I lose it if I don't know what I'm talking about or I don't have that confidence to talk about it. You just go into your shell. And doing this and having all these different supports around me gives you that confidence to actually speak up and talk about stuff because you actually know it and that makes a difference. Like even when you're in class, you're talking to kids and non-Indigenous kids as well to actually speak about stuff that you know and you can confidently stand up in the front of the class and tell the kids this, this and this and they all look at you as if to say, oh, how good was that? You know, that gives you a lift. Education is power. Yeah. In the next episode of River to Reef, we are going to explore the community at ACU and how that impacts our First Nations people in their communities. I am going to break down some myths that you thought about ACU. Um, university scary? No. You can get lost in a university? Not this one, no. University is expensive, I can't afford it. <laughs> the government does help ease some of those costs, but there's also scholarships available to help as well. ACU have seven campuses across Australia. For more information, head to acu.edu.au.